Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. chosen us, Lord, to bring us together to speak to us. Dear Lord, as we have come, we ask, O God, that you will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, cause our eyes to be enlightened. Cause our understanding to be enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of your calling. We ask, O God, that you cause us to know what the riches of the glory of the inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe according to the working of your mighty power. Oh Jesus, speak to our hearts. Draw us closer to you. Let us have divine understanding and divine wisdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you Lord. Spirit of God, we welcome you. I ask, O oh Spirit, that you mold me, rebuke me, chastise me. Let me be the vessel that is fit for the master's use. Let me be in your hand, oh, like a clay that is malleable. Remold me, Lord, and use me to speak to us tonight. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I am very, very happy to see all of you. I am glad that all of you are able to come here tonight. I am very happy that you did not forsake the assembly. You did not forsake the gathering of the saints. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, let us be seated and let us hear the word of the Lord for the time that has been given us. Amen. Well, tonight I want us to continue with a message that we've been sharing um, for the past two weeks about time, times, and timing. Hallelujah. Times, time, and timing. And um, I think we began by sharing that um, every Christian ought to know the times and the time that we are in at every stage of our lives. Hallelujah. And that we ought to understand the concept of time, that God created time for us and for a purpose. Before the creation, there was no such thing as time. When God created, the Bible says he created the heavens and the earth, we don't know how long it took him to create the earth or how long it took him to create the heavens. 
The Bible did not tell us that. But we do know when God began to count time. Hallelujah. We do know when God began to count time. And for the sake of those of you who were not here in the beginning, I just want to share this briefly. Uh, If you go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of, the God, Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Do you see? So it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know? And we don't know how long it took God to create the heaven and the earth. Because this time, the concept of time has not been mentioned. This time, day and night has not begun to be counted. Hallelujah. And verse 3 says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Do you see? And the evening and the morning were the first day. But you realize that the heaven and the earth had been created already. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, God created time at this point, and we started counting time from then on. Then there was a night, and then there was a day. So then God said, let there be the firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made a firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Do you see? And so time began to be counted. And time began to be counted. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And then when we we, we read a scripture in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. It says... Also, he sent forth a dove from him. Is it Genesis chapter 8, verse 22? Pardon me. He says, while the earth remaineth, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. So these times will always be there. These seasons will always be there as long as the earth remains. That is why you see we have day and then shortly you see the night coming. And the night does not last forever. You see then there's day again. And these times and cycles will always be there. And as Christians, we ought to understand and accept and know when the time is when we call day, and when the time is when we call night. Hallelujah. We need to understand this because it is important for the Christian to understand because the seasons and the times allow certain things to be done and certain things you cannot do. Jesus says, the night cometh when no man can do any work. There will be a night where you can't do any work. So when the time for the work to be done ought to be done, you ought to do it. And as a Christian, you ought to know when is night and when is day. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Wonderful. So we said so many things, and we said there are seven things that every Christian must know about time. And we went through a few of them. We say, number one, what was it? Time was created by God, as we have just realized. Time was created by God. And number two, time was meant to be a blessing, not a curse. Time was, God created time for it to be a blessing to us, not a curse. And if we understand the time, and we understand the times, and we understand the timing, how to time things, we realize that it will only bring us blessings and never a curse. Hallelujah. Because God did not create anything to bring us a curse. God created, when he created it, he looked at it and he said, it is good. When God saw there's day and night, it was good. Hallelujah. So time was not created to bring us a curse. Time was not created to take us away from God. And anyone who is away from God caused curse upon himself. Hallelujah. If you move away from God, you bring a curse upon yourself. And God did not create time so that we be so conscious of time that we ought to leave his presence. That, oh, this is too long a time to pray, to spend in prayers. So I am not coming. How can I come and pray all night? How can I come and talk to God all night? And our conscience of time, that all night means several hours. It takes us away from God. Do you see? But if we were to just gather around maybe a, a dinner table or something, and we are just to say a prayer for 30 seconds or something, we are happy to be there. And we will not forsake such a gathering. We will come. Hallelujah. Isn't that so? Yeah. So our, conscious, our consciousness of time has also brought us a curse, but it was not meant to be so. Amen. And number three, what did we say? Every natural time has a corresponding spiritual time. There is always a corresponding spiritual time to every natural time that we experience. And the believer ought to be aware of that. That though it is summer, though it is summer, for the believer, it is the best time to witness. It is the best time to evangelize. Though it is summer for people to go out and sit in parks and, and enjoy and gather in parks. But for the believer, there is a corresponding spiritual time that this is a time that you also go to the parks to meet a lot of people where you can witness to them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah, there's a, there's a, a, a physical time. There's a, a physical time where it is summer or where it is um, fall, where people are having fun and people are enjoying. But for the believer, it is time to go to war. And when there is a spiritual time requiring a spiritual thing and you don't do it, it brings you a curse. Hallelujah. That is why we need to learn about time, times, and timing. Can I have an amen? amen. Wonderful. So the fourth one, I think we, 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 we also talk about the fourth one. Isn't that so? And we said, what is the fourth one? A time, time is a signal for 
change of purpose. Time is a signal for change of purpose. It means time was created to give us a signal to make adjustments, a signal to make a change. Time was created to tell us that it is time for us to do this. It is a period or it is a season for us to do this. Time was created so we will know that it is the period where God is going to send the rain. So we ought to sow. Do you understand? So time is a signal for us to make adjustments in our lives. To, for us to make a change in a, in a purpose or in any plan that we are taking. Hallelujah. Time gives us a measure of time. Or it, it gives us a period where we need to be able to do certain things. And then also a period where we know we cannot do certain things. So if we are doing this thing and that period has come or the time has come, then we have to make a different course or we have to take a different course. Knowing the time and understanding the times. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or is it too complex? You seem to, are you, are you with me? this evening. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That it's important to know that, understand the times. Not just live in the times and as you are a Christian and summer will come and winter will come and go and fall and so on and so forth. They will come and go. But understand, understand the times and understand what you can do and what you cannot do during these times. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Let us read from verse 1. It says, To everything... There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Hallelujah. Let us all read it together. Verse 1. Hallelujah. To everything, there is a season. To everything, there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. Everything. Every, there is nothing that you can do all the time. Everything. There is a season. And a time. And a time to every purpose. A time to every plan. Hallelujah. Under the heaven. Amen. So we cannot choose. We cannot choose to continue to do the previous thing when the time has changed, when the season has changed, we cannot continue to do it because it seems good to us. Do you understand? So that is why you have to understand the times. It is important to understand the seasons. It is important to know when it's time to change. That to every season, to everything that we do, there is a season and a time to every purpose. Hallelujah. There is a time where you can be transferred. You can be transferred from your church. I remember a time came when I had to be transferred from the Manhattan church to come here. It, it was not easy. 
I thought that, you know, I, you think that you have done something wrong. Hallelujah. You think you have done something wrong. Ah, we are here, everything is well. I, am I not supporting? Am I not um, being a good assistant? Am I not, what, what, is, what, what, what has changed? Do you see? What has changed? Not, what I did not understand and what I did not know was that the season has changed. The time has changed. And there was supposed to be a change to the purpose. For whatever I was doing, I was supposed to stop there and take a, a different turn. Hallelujah. But if you don't understand the times, if you don't understand the seasons, you, you will give a whole lot of explanation. You'll be hurt. You know, some people have been transferred and they have left churches. Some people, they have asked them, oh, from today, you are not doing this anymore. We are going to let you do this. And for that, it has brought offense. And you feel like they have taken your work from you. But there has come a time where you need to do something else and understand the times. Amen. Amen. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. And you don't like my message. You see, when you understand the times and we say, we say, Salome, from now you are not singing anymore. This is what I want you to do. And I'm going to have you change something. Do you see? I'm going to have you do something else. And so when the time comes, understand the times. And say, it's not, don't start to look, ah, is it because somebody has complained about me that, you know, is it because this, is it because that? Understand the times and understand the season and see that, yes, it is time. Truly, it is time for me to change. Truly, it is time for me to go here. Understand it. Amen. Because to everything, there is a season. There is a season to everything. And the seasons are not there forever. It says the winter will come, summer will come, the cold will come, the heat will come. There is no one season that is there. So if the Bible says to everything there is a season and the seasons change, does it mean that that thing which was in that season still is working? It's not working. Hallelujah. It's not working. If you are sitting in a position that will make you sleep, sit properly. And if somebody is sitting by you that is sleeping, wake the person up. It is too early a time for especially young men and young women. You know, if at this hour you are a young man or a young woman and you are sleepy, something seriously is wrong. Hallelujah. You see, there are certain positions, you see. When you take certain positions, it makes it very easy to do certain things. Hallelujah. Amen. So let us be our brother's keeper. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Keep looking forward. Why are you looking somewhere? Look, look, look forward. Because all of you have caught you at times where you were sleeping when you were supposed to be awake. You see? You see? There's a revelation right there. For when for the time that you ought to sleep, you don't sleep. And there is a time for everything. There is a season for everything. The time has come when you're supposed to sleep. You watch TV. So when the time comes that you're supposed to be awake, you can't be awake. When the time comes when you're supposed to pray, you can't pray. 
He says it's 5 a.m. The saints are gathering. By that time, you are sleepy because when the season was there for you to sleep, you were watching TV. That is a problem. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The scripture is so true. There is a time, there is a time, there is a time for watching TV. And that time will end. But you cannot extend it. You know, there are certain countries, you know, at a certain hour, there's no TV. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you people, you have come to the wrong places. You have no idea. They will stop all programs. There's no program. So you can turn on your TV and just see shh, shh, black and white. And you can watch that all night if that is what you want to watch. Until it's time for us to watch TV again, then it will come again. And it's a good country. Discipline is what? Hallelujah. Amen. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we, uh, we as pastors, we are, we are instructed to preach certain series of messages. And the entire lighthouse, every pastor is preaching that series. A period where we are sharing, and we, we, we call it, what do we call it? Feeding 527. Now, I say we have a lot of other feedings. So, we, will go, we are going through them. But some of them, you don't need to know which feeding. But we are being fed anyway. Hallelujah. But you see, sometimes, the feeding 527 will begin, and it will begin in the middle of a series that the local pastor is preaching. Do you understand? And you see that the church members like the series, and you see that it is blessing them. Do you see? But when the season for feeding 527 comes, no matter how blessed the church feels about the series that you are preaching, or how, how, uh, how, you feel, how much of the spirit that you feel, and how much of the anointing that you feel, the time, when the season comes, you ought to stop. And then take on with a new season what is being done. Hallelujah. Take on with instructions. Hallelujah. Don't say, I am led. You know, I am led, so I'll continue. Or it seems good to me. Do you see? It seems good to me. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You know, a lot of people who leave churches, a lot of people who leave churches, who break churches, they, all, they come under the umbrella of, I am led by the Spirit. I am led by the Spirit to do this. And as they are leaving, as they are leaving, they speak to other church members and they take them with them. And I don't know, I don't know of any spirit of God that will break his church. There is no spirit. He says he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail again. There is nothing that God will not build something and then break it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So those things, you have to be very careful of them. I am led and I am led. Hallelujah. We ought to understand the times. You ought to understand that there's a season for this thing that you are doing and you ought to move on. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, there is a time to be born and a time to die. 
a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time that people are born and a time that people die. And we have to understand it. And we have to move with it. Hallelujah. There is a time to be born again. You see, there is a time for everything. There is a season for everything. It says to every purpose under the heaven. Every purpose under the heaven, there is a time. So when the time for, for you to be born again comes and you are not born again, you may not be born again. And you may die. Not being born again. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You may die not being born again. And you have to understand, if you allow that time to pass, you may not get that time again. You may not get that time again. We accept that there is a time to die, you see? But we don't accept that there is a time to die, to be born, or be born again. We know that we, there will be a time where you will die. You don't even know when you will die. Do you see? And, but you have bought insurance. You have bought insurance because you anticipate that you will die. Isn't that so? You anticipate you bought insurance for your wife or your husband or for your children. That when the time comes where you have died, that they will not suffer. There are some people who even buy um, limits, uh, what do you call that? The limit insurance is a time limit insurance, some time of a term, you know, a term insurance. Hallelujah. Even term insurance, sometimes you buy it for, some people buy it for 10 years. Do you understand what that means? 10 years means you anticipate that within the next 10 years you can die. So if you are 35 years or 24 years and you buy a 10-year term insurance, that means that you are anticipating that by age 35 you will not be around. You are 25 and you have bought a 10-year term insurance. You see? And then you easily will put your money in a thing like that. And when the 10 years come and you are still alive, you lose all that money. (laughs) Yeah. But it's possible that you will die. It's possible that you will die. Also. So you are not, it's not so unwise. But... (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. But when you are buying insurance, buy insurance, a long-term insurance. Amen. But we don't make any preparation for eternity, for ourselves. We don't buy insurance for eternity. Amen. We don't invest in the insurance for eternity. And it shows how much of it we believe. We live our lives as if we don't believe in eternity. That is how we live our lives. We are not afraid at all. We live our lives as if, you know, even if we were to die today, or even if Christ were to come today, we would be okay. Or we don't believe that Christ can come any day. Do you see? So then we don't believe the scriptures, that he will come like a thief. Because you also have anticipated, oh, let me sin small. Let me sin small. Christ is not coming yet. I will have time to repent. Do you see? That is how we live our lives. Because if you live your life, if you live your life knowing that Christ can come any day, any moment, you'll be always ready. 
you'll be afraid of certain sins. Isn't that so? Yeah. He says, a time, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what, that which is planted. So there is a time to plant and a time to pluck out that which has been planted. You cannot expect that you are always plucking. There will be a time where you can pluck. You have to plant. You have to sow. There is a time where you have to sow. And the things that we, we really reap a large blessing, the things that we reap so much, the plants that give us a lot of blessing, you plant them for a long time. Do you understand that? You see, you can plant corn, and then you can reap corn in a few weeks. Do you understand? And how much can you sell corn? How much corn can you plant and sell and gain? And then you realize that after the season comes and you get it, it is gone. There's no more corn. But there are certain plants. There are certain plants. You plant them and it will take a long time before you can start plucking. Do you see? Like cocoa trees. Do you understand? When you plant such trees, it takes a long time before you start getting anything. Or apple trees. You know, I know somebody who has planted an apple tree at the backyard and has been waiting. One day I saw some small apple that the person got from the tree like that. I said, wow. Do you see? But certain trees, it will take you a long time. You know, it's very easy to plant tomatoes and then a few weeks you are getting some tomatoes. But then it's gone. But the real blessing, the real blessing, you plant it and you work on it. It's not giving you anything, but you are watering it. You are cleaning the under the ground. You are spraying it. You are pruning it. You are doing this. And there's nothing coming on, but you are still working on it. Anticipating that the blessing is coming in the future. And when it comes, that is when you can pluck it. And you will continue plucking and plucking year after year after year. And will even go on to generations to come. Hallelujah. Some of you start paying your tithe small, you start paying your offerings small, and then you are asking God for something and you have not received it. And then you give up. You say, I've been paying my tithe for the whole six months, three months. For the last three months, I've been faithful with my tithe and I've been praying, but I've not. Do you see? But such great blessings, they, you plant them and plant them and plant them and then plant them. And then you reap from it. As you reap from it, generations after generation will reap from that blessing. Generations after generation. David was reaping. David's children, um, um, Solomon, he was reaping from generations of David's sowing. Hallelujah. And even Solomon's children, the mercy was upon them because of the goodness of David. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So there is time for sowing and a time for plucking. Time for sowing and a time for harvesting. He says, verse 3, a time to kill and a a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. Hallelujah. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Amen. It's a time to weep and a time to laugh. What a shock. God is saying that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh. The time to laugh is not a time for weeping. 
And the time for weeping is not a time for laughing. Hallelujah. You must separate them. There are things that will come into your life that will make you weep. It will make you cry. It will make your pillows wet every night. You go to bed and your pillow is wet. You can't sleep. You are crying. There are certain things that will come in your life like that. But that, there is a time for that. Understand that if there is a time for weeping, then know that the time for laughing is just around the corner. It's just around the corner. And understand the times and the season. And if something has come in your life that is making you weep, weep, yes, we agree. But there will be a time where you start laughing. I said there will be a time where you start laughing. So understand the times. Understand the seasons. Because if you do not understand the times, you realize that God will bring you an opportunity, a time to make a turn to the laughter part, but you will still be weeping. I said you will still be weeping. Because you don't understand the times and you don't understand the seasons. Amen. You see that God has brought things before you. Things that you really bring you joy. But you are dwelling in the times of weeping. So you cannot see the blessing that God is bringing you. And you don't count that this is a good thing that is coming. And you are, you are, you are seeing everything from the perspective of the times when you were weeping. And so you don't even perceive that God is bringing you a blessing. Hallelujah. A lot of times, a, a, a lot of women experience that. Because of certain disappointment that brought you tears. You were weeping day and night on your pillow. Crying day and night on your pillow because this person made disappointment in your life or this person disappointed you. And so you are dwelling in there and you have formed certain things about all men that the way men are, you cannot trust. So when God has made a turn to bring you laughter and has brought a man into your life, you have closed your eyes and you are looking into the time of weeping. Into the time of weeping. But understand the times. I say understand the times. Hallelujah. Understand the times. He says there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. There is a time to mourn and a time to dance. Hallelujah. We ought to understand all times. Everyone living on this earth, everyone living on this earth will experience a time of mourning. If you are living here on this earth, you will experience a time of mourning. And when the time of mourning comes, mourn. And God even encourages us to even mourn with you. We will continue, you will continue mourning with you whilst you are in the time of mourning. Hallelujah. You need to understand that that is a signal. Amen. But there will be a signal that will come for you to make a change. The time, will, the time for mourning will pass. And when the time for dance comes in, understand the signal. Understand the times and change. You cannot remain in mourning when it's time for you to dance. I say you cannot remain in the time of mourning when it's time for you to dance. Hallelujah. If you receive a signal to mourn, you should by all means mourn. If you receive the news that this is a period of mourning, receive it and mourn by all means. But don't dwell. Don't continue to mourn when the time changes. Don't continue to mourn when the time has made a turn. I know a certain group of people from a certain place, they will mourn. 
they set times and periods their own. Not according to the scriptures. They say, this is one week that we have to come back and remind ourselves that we are mourning. And they will come and then they will mourn. And then 40 days, they will come again. Let us not forget that we are mourning. And they remind themselves that we are mourning. Continue to wear your black clothes of mourning. Put ashes on your head and continue to mourn. 40 days. And then what? They will, they will live until, even that, going on, going on. Even if they see you, you are trying to change the time. And you are wearing something with a different color. A little light color. Hey, we are mourning. What is wrong with you? So soon. We are mourning and you are having a wedding. What is wrong with you? We are mourning and you are going to a birthday party. What is wrong with you? It just passed. It just, it has not even been one year. We are still mourning and you are. And then one year, just so that you don't forget, come back together. Come wherever you are. Let us all come back together and remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves that we are in the time of mourning. And then you will realize that God is, bring, God is trying to bring a signal for a change. Bringing a signal for a change. And then God will cause one member of the family now to find a beloved. And they are having a wedding. So that God will bring the family together to change the times. To change that it is now time to dance. But you still find people coming because we are mourning. And then they wear their clothes and they will put their hand in their clothes like this. Somebody's wedding. They put their hands in their clothes. They cannot laugh. Because we are mourning. How can I laugh? We are mourning. But we are having a wedding. But how can I laugh? Amen. And then 10 years. <laughs> oh, man. Ten years later. Ten years we have to just because there have been new grandchildren. You bring all of them and bring them. Bring them. I like all of them to come. Let us gather and remind ourselves that we are still mourning. Understand the times, time and timing. Hallelujah. Understand it. It's not, it's not scriptural at all. There's a time. There's a time. There is a season. There, to everything. To everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose. Under the sun. Hallelujah. When you are in a situation that makes you cry, understand that the time to laugh is just coming. The time to dance is just coming. Don't continue in. Don't, don't remain in. Everyone is happy and you are still mourning. God is giving you signal from everywhere that change is time to change. But you are still mourning. As for death, everyone will experience death. As long as the earth remains, everyone will experience death. Hallelujah. Everyone will experience death. Amen. 
He says, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. That means there will be a time where you are building. You are building. You are casting away stones. You, I remember when we were building, there was, as the people were working on the land, there were big rocks, a lot of rocks that I see they will gather them. There will be a tractor that will remove all the rocks and they will go and throw the stones away somewhere. But I realized it came a time where the, we, we were trying to do something and then we needed the stones. We needed the stones and then we had to pay someone to go to the place where they dumped the stones to go and gather the stones again. There's time for that. So you cannot say that because in the future, in a future, a time of gathering stones are coming. So all the stones that are there, you're going to keep them in your house. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? There is, there, there, to everything, there is a season. It says a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Hallelujah. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Sometimes there are times that you cannot embrace. <laughs> Hallelujah. There will be a time for embracing. And a time for, so <laughs> understand the seasons. Understand the season. And if you, are, if you are a husband, understand the seasons. If you go and then you realize this is not a time for embracing, just understand the season. Hallelujah. And when the time for embracing comes, by all means, embrace ah, until. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing tonight? Amen. It says there is a time to get and a time to lose. Wow. Is the scripture really saying that? The Bible is saying there is a time to get and a time to lose. What a shock. There will be a time where you will lose certain things. I said there will be a time where you will lose. There will be a time where you will lose money. There will be a time where you lose your job. Don't say that, why has this happened to me? Why should that, why should, why should why, who should it happen to? Who should it happen to? Monday, on Monday, I, wa- I was going to the store to buy something. And I, I, I remember I had taken $20 out of my wallet and I bought something earlier. I bought something and they gave me a change. And then I didn't put a change in my wallet. I put a change in my shirt like that. I was wearing a coat, so I put it. And then I went to the store to buy something. And then when I came back, I realized that I didn't use it. I mean, there was a ten dollars to it. I didn't use it, but I couldn't find it. You know, <laughs> so I started looking. I said, "Where did I leave this ten dollars?" And I was looking. I said, "Maybe I left it here." I looked. It was not there. I looked. My, it was not. I said, "Well, maybe somebody was praying." You see. <laughs> Somebody was praying because I don't, I cannot understand how all the other bills were there and the ten dollars was not there. I said somebody was praying concerning my pocket. Do you understand? So who? So why do you say why me? So the person who found my ten dollars on the floor, the person should say why me? Why should this happen to me? Amen. 
There is a time to get and a time to lose. And embrace both times. As a Christian, when you lose something, don't dwell in the time of loss. Don't continue to dwell on it. When the time you have lost your job, look forward to the time when it's coming when you will get a job. Because there is a time to lose and a time to get. Hallelujah. And understand the times. Understand the times as a Christian that these times are, listen, always take wisdom from the word of God. Take wisdom from the word of God. And understand that if there is a time to lose and a time to get, then during the time of getting, when you have, make amendments for the period which is coming, which will be the time to lose. Do you understand? Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So if you have a job now, you have to save some money because there will be a time when you will lose. There will be a time when you lose your job. And as a Christian, that time should not be a time that you are now complaining and angry and annoying and feel like God has left you. He's giving you wisdom that, look, as long as the earth remains, the time to get is not forever. You cannot remain on the job forever, even if it's your own business. So whilst, whilst you are getting saved for the period, when you will lose. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Understand the times. Understand the time. There is a time to lose your beloved. And the time to get beloved. Amen. There will be a time where you lose your beloved. The beloved, you plan, you plan, you made a lot of plans. You, 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 you see yourself in the future with this person. Three children, you here, he's here, your son is here, your other son, your daughter, your other daughter. You have made plans for all of this, but you lose him or you lose her. Don't dwell in the period of losing and feel that nothing else is coming because just as there's a time to lose, there's a time to get. Another one will come. I say another one will come. Another one will come. Hallelujah. Another one will come. And sometimes even a better one will come. Hallelujah. A better one will come. And it's only a matter of time. All of that is a period. It's just a season. It's just a matter of time. Hallelujah. There is a time where you lose your husband. <laughs> there will be a time where you lose your husband. And... Or a time where you lose your wife. Amen. Amen. So be prepared and embrace all these times. Embrace all these times. If there is a time to get, then there is a time to lose. Amen. Look, every husband, every husband will either bury his wife or he'll be buried by his wife. And every wife will either bury the husband or be buried by the husband. It's just a matter of time. Do you understand? And we have to prepare. We have to, we have to understand the times. Very rare occasions where the two of them go together. But even that is not good. Isn't that so? Especially if you have children. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. This is set for our lives here on earth. It is set. 
So don't spend, so this is not a time to even spend all your time thinking and worrying about I'm going to lose my wife. I'm going to lose my husband. I'm going to enjoy the period whilst the time is passing. Whilst you are together, enjoy the period. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the time. And when the time comes to lose, you lose. Amen. Yeah. Enjoy the time. There will be a time where the, wife, the woman says, I don't want this marriage anymore. What can you do? What can you do? You say, I don't want divorce. I says, I'm divorcing. <laughs> it takes two. <laughs> Amen. What can you do? You say, I'm a Christian. I, don't, I cannot divorce. Okay, marry. You marry. What can you do? Do you understand? Yeah. If it comes, what can you do? But the Lord is showing you that the, the time is also for a season. Amen. It's for a season. And you don't dwell in and be miserable throughout. Hallelujah. So enjoy the, po- the period when the Lord has given us the time. Hallelujah. Every, every husband will one day lose your wife. Every wife will one day lose your husband. Hallelujah. You may lose your husband to the ministry. Amen. I say, you, that's a good one. Thank you. It's a good thing to lose your husband to the ministry. Hallelujah. You may lose your husband to the ministry, but wait, there is a time coming where you will get him back. And when you get him back, he's a better husband. I say, he's a better man. He's a better husband. You will be a happier person when you get him back. So when the time has come, when you are losing him to the ministry, embrace the time. Embrace the time. You will only receive back. You will only get back a blessing. I say you will only get back when the getting back period comes. He's a better man. He's a better person. Hallelujah. He's a better person. Amen. So when the time of losing has come, that you are losing him to the ministry, and don't start complaining, and you don't have time for us. You don't have time for me and the children. You don't have time. Now we don't go out anymore. Now we don't eat here. Now we don't do this. We don't do that. Lose him to the ministry because God will give you a time when you will get him back as a better husband, as a better man. Hallelujah. You'll be a happier person. You'll be a happier person. Amen. Embrace it. Embrace the times. Hallelujah. Husbands also, there will be a time where you lose your wife to the ministry. And you need to embrace that time. Lose your wife to the ministry. When there's a woman's ministry, a woman's meeting, a woman, the women are gathering, lose your wife to the time. Amen. Let your wife go. And lose the servants. Servants of sitting down and they have to bring you food, bring you water to wash your hand, bring you a towel to dry your hand, and lose that time. And get up yourself and go to the kitchen and get some food. Amen. And allow her to go and be ministered to. Watch the children. Lose the period and let her watch the children. You watch the children. If there's laundry, do the laundry. And fold them. And pack them. And put them in the right places. Put the towels in the storage where they belong. So that they will go and be ministered to. You will only get a period where you will get her back. And when you get her back, she's a different woman. I said, when you get her back, she's a different woman. You know, I pity the women who don't go for the women's ministry. I pity you. 
Because you see, you cannot, as a woman, you cannot be ministered more powerfully than such meetings. I'm telling you. Because sometimes even when the pastor is ministering certain messages to you, you think that it's coming from a man. That is why it's like that. You have no idea what you are losing. Yeah. That is why whenever they gather, the spirit of the Lord is with them so powerfully. Yeah. You have no idea. You see, when, when women, when women alone are meeting, it's, it's, it's such a spiritual meeting. You understand? You have no idea. Because the faith of women is nothing compared to the faith of men. I'm telling you. Me, I'm telling you. I'm a pastor and I'm telling you. That is why a lot of you men, you do so many things without telling your pastor. But the woman will come to the pastor and discuss the thing with the pastor. Because they have faith. They have faith in prayers. They have faith that when I share with my pastor and he advises me, it is a good thing. And they believe it. So when such people, when they gather, the, 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 the spirit, oh. I'm telling you. So lose your wife. Lose your wife to such gatherings. Amen. And it will only be a better time to get her back. Embrace both times. Hallelujah. You will never leave. No one, no one will ever live in the time of always getting. Always you have. Always she's there. Lose her sometimes. Hallelujah. It's not when this earth remains. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing tonight? Yeah. There's a time to lose and a time to get. Hallelujah. He said there's a time to rent and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Amen. <laughs> Some of you. Oh. Some of you, that you have no understanding of a time of silence. There is no understanding of time of silence. Amen. You know, when you are, when you are amongst people and you, 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 you practice this time of silence, you know, even if you are not wise, people will think you are a wise person. You can be, you can be a very unwise person, but if you, if you are quiet, people think you are wise. Oh, yes. I'm telling you a secret. So at your workplaces, when people gather, you, you try it. Always be quiet and listen. They will think you are very wise. Meanwhile, there's nothing up there. <laughs> when you open your mouth, then they realize, ah! <laughs> but you practice the silence. But there is a time to be silenced and a time to speak. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not that every time, you see, sometimes people gather in a car, then somebody is talking, they're saying certain things, and you feel by all means you also have to speak something. You also have to say something. It's not always. Sometimes you need to stay silent. This, this conversation, I don't want to be part of it. Because certain, certain conversations, they bring you curses. So it's not always that you have to join a conversation. Amen. It's not always that you have to have something to say about it. It's not always that you have to keep the conversation going by contributing. And there are times also that you have to speak against it. And say, no, you, can, you cannot say something like that. Let's stop it. Let's stop this conversation. We are in a car and you are driving our car. Let's stop this conversation. Perhaps you bring a curse upon us and we run into some accident. Yeah, you ought to be able to speak like that. Amen. And you ought to be able to speak to support something that is good also. 
Don't keep silent. If it is a good thing also. Say so support it and say, oh yeah, it's good. Let us do it. Let us do that. Hallelujah. We can do it. Amen. There's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Hallelujah. It says there's a time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to give you some other time that we need to be aware of. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5 and Hallelujah. Well, let's read verse um, Okay, verse 9. He says, And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Hallelujah. Do you see? He says, this Christ, we have so many things to say, but it's so hard for us to say it. Seeing ye are dull of hearing. You are dull of hearing. Your behavior is such that we can't say certain things. He says, you are dull of hearing. And he says, the reason for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the, prince, the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Hallelujah. Do you see? He says, for when, for the time, he says that we have so much that we wanted to share with you. There is so many deep things that we want to share with you, but you are dull of hearing. That means that when we, when we share certain things like this, it, you will not even understand it. Or you cannot even receive it. Amen. Because the reason is because when for the time, when the time came, when the time has come for you to be teachers, you, have, you still have need that one teach you again and teach you the first basic principles of the things of God to teach you basic things. And you are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of death, of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses excised to discern both good and evil. Hallelujah. You know, let's read this from the New Living Translation from verse 11. He says, verse 11. He says, there is much more we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Do you see? He says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. So you ought to be a teacher. There is a time in every believer's life 
there is a time in every believer's life that you ought to be a teacher. I didn't say it. He says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers. That means there's a time and you have to know the signal. You have to get the signal and see that there is a time that we ought to be teachers. I think it's time for us to also rise up and do this. I think there is time for me to do this. I think it has come. I'm receiving a signal. The signal that I'm receiving is that I ought to become now a teacher also. Hallelujah. There is a time that he ought to be teachers. There is a time that you have to grow up. He says that you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need instead you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. And he says you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Hallelujah. You are like babies. You are like a baby. Did the Bible say you are a baby? Did it say you are a baby? No. He said, but you are like a baby. That means you are not a baby. That means when we look at you, you are not a baby. But your behavior is like a baby. Now, when a grown-up is behaving like a baby, he becomes very annoying. You become irritating. Living with you becomes very frustrated. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Imagine a 24-year-old man. You see a 24-year-old man at his wedding and he's sucking his thumb. At his own wedding, as the minister is, they are exchanging vows, he's sucking his thumb. When you see such a thing, what would you think? You say he ought not even to marry. Because he's like a baby. Isn't that what you would say? That is what you would say. Amen. Or you see a 28-year-old woman, you hear for 28-year-old woman, every night he's urinating on the bed. 28-year-old woman, every night he's urinating on the bed. Ignatius, if you hear of a woman 28-year-old and she's urinating on the bed, what would you think? Francis, what would you think? Hallelujah. So you see, living with such a person can become annoying and irritating. Hallelujah. Amen. Or oh, 38-year-old woman, you go to a 38-year-old man, you go out with him. He says, I want to take you out. You say, oh, okay. So 38-year-old man, you go and sit in a restaurant. And then they bring the food. They bring everything. He says, what would you drink? He says, I want Coca-Cola. And then they bring him Coca-Cola. And then he goes in his bag and he brings a feeding bottle. And then he pours the Coca-Cola. <laughs> He brings his feeding bottle and pours the Coca-Cola in it. And then you are looking for, did he come with a baby? You are looking, where is the baby? Do you, do you have a baby? You are looking for a stroller. And then you see. <laughs> I don't know, but it will not be a pleasant thing. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't think you'll be very happy. You, you'll look around to see who is looking. Hallelujah. Or anyway, would you be happy to sit with a man who is drinking Coca-Cola from feeding bottle? 
Hallelujah. And that is what we do. You see, as parents, when you see, when your child, your child ought to stop using diapers. They stop, they have to stop wearing diapers and they are still wearing the diapers. You become a, a little irritated. You become a little frustrated. Hallelujah. Because then it calls for more money. It calls for more money to spend on diapers. I mean, certain places you see that grown children, they are urinating on bed and things like that because nobody trained them. You know, they don't do party training because they don't spend any money on diapers. They put something on you. You can urinate all you want. Whenever it's time for you to stop, just stop. But certain countries, you are forced to train the children quickly. You can't continue to use the diapers because we spend money to buy them. But that's why in other countries, you see the 14-year-olds still urinating on the bed because they don't train. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But when the parent is expecting that the child should grow out of these things and the child is too, it becomes irritated. It becomes annoying. Hallelujah. Because now you, are, you need more time to care for that child. You spend more time. Whereas you could just be doing other things when the child needs to use the bathroom, the child can just go. And you become unpleasant to take care of you also. It's unpleasant. Hallelujah. Because you are eating grown-up food. And now we have to change your diaper. It's not an easy thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And that is how we become spiritually. Spiritually, that is how we become. We become unpleasant people to care for. Amen. You become unpleasant to deal with. You become difficult to deal with. Hallelujah. We have to be careful of what messages we are preaching. We cannot preach certain messages. Amen. We are not able to talk about certain things because of your behavior. Because for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have not become like a teacher and you are like a babe. You are like a child. Your behavior is like a child. Your behavior is just like someone who just came to Christ. Because the Bible acknowledges such a person and it says, as a newborn babe, desire the sincere what? You have to have milk. As a babe, as a, first, as a newborn, as, a, as, as a, new, a new believer. But you, it says, you have been a believer for so long. That is how the scripture puts it. It says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teachers. And so it becomes unpleasant to care for you. We can't preach about, if we are preaching about, we, we want to share to the newborn about tithe, and we want to talk about tithe, we cannot comfortably preach about tithe. You see, that we began sharing a message on tithe. It's a very powerful spiritual message. It's, it's, a, it's a gateway to blessing. Do you understand? It's not a gateway of, you know, making you now come to pay your tithe, but it's a gateway that you receive blessing as a Christian, as a believer, as someone who has been a believer for many years. We, you ought to receive such blessings. But you see, because of others who don't pay their tithe also, and you have been a believer for so long, we are also careful of certain things. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Because you are behaving like a child. We can we can preach about stealing because we heard about your stealing. <laughs> you get angry. You see, instead of becoming a teacher, look, you are still, we, we still have need to teach you the basic principles of the oracles of God. 
like do not steal. We have to now go back to the Ten Commandments. Amen. We have, we have to now preach about lying. We have to teach you about do not lie. Hallelujah. We have to preach about fornication. Amen. We have to talk about fornication. And we, you see, it makes us uncomfortable. Because for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you are still in the basic things. You are still requiring these basic things. You are still in adultery. At this age of your Christian life, you are still living an adulterous life. And we, you see, you make it unpleasant to care for you. You make it difficult to take care of you. Let me tell you something. If you are a Christian and you don't rise up spiritually, you will always be faced with these problems. I'm telling you. He says, for when for the time that ye ought to be teachers, ye have needed one teach you again, which be the very first basic principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Yes, if you don't, if you don't, you will always have need of milk. Do not lie. Do not fornicate. Do not steal. Do not do this. Because you have not risen up to become a teacher. Try it and see. Rise up and see. Hallelujah. You rise up and see. You realize that these fornication things and adultery, from where? Come on. With the spirit that is upon you to undergo, to lose the spirit that is upon you for such sin. Because you see the weight of the spirit. You see the power of the spirit. You see the, the benefit of the spirit. That you will not trivialize the spirit for such things. You will not. Except that you see you have not risen up. So there is no fear of God in you. You have no fear of God. Hallelujah. Oh no. No, 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 no. No. For lying and all these things to just cut. Just David said, look, he said, take everything away from me, but do not take the spirit from me. Oh. But you see, you have not risen up to desire that, to need that, to have a need for the spirit. And so these things, they are very easy for you. Very, very easy. Lying, stealing. Amen. Amen. You go to your friend's apartment, and when you leave, he can't find his $10. There's a sister, one time, I, I, some, she came to a place, and then when she left, the people could not find something. And then they probed and probed, the thing was in her bag. You know, they were so embarrassed even to ask to look in her bag. But the thing was there. Amen. Oh, our time is up. Our time is up. Our time is up. Hallelujah. Let us just finish this reading and then we'll go home. It says, you are like babies. You need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. I'm telling you, if you don't rise up and you are still living like that, you are still not rising up spiritually, you will not know how to do what it is. Because babies do not know what to do. or They don't know what, how to do the right thing. But you, you see, you see, he says he's liking you to a baby. But you, not that you don't know what is right, but you don't know how to do what is right. You see, he says, 
for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how, not that you don't know the right thing, but doesn't know how to do what is right. Because you have not risen up spiritually. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing tonight? And it says solid food. Solid food is for those who are mature. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You, know, you know the right thing, but you cannot do it. You are like a child. Amen. You see, like I was sharing with you, coming to the bronze church, to me at that time, I, I was behaving like a child. Coming to the bronze church, I said, you see, initially it was, I said, oh, they said, oh, come, go there and help, because there's a real need in the church, so go and help. So I came, and then as soon as I came, they said, now you are going to remain here, you are going to be the pastor. I said, hey, so who is going to be my teacher? Who is going to be my pastor? Then I realized you are the one. You are the one. So now quickly, I have to grow. Quickly, I have to mature. Quickly, I have to now understand certain things. Do you understand? And when I put myself in that position, I realized how spiritually mature I became. I realized that even when I read the scriptures, it's different revelations and different meaning. I realized that even when I listen to messages, the revelation that I get from it, the babe cannot even receive it like that. But it is only when you rise up it is only when you rise up. Yeah. You and I can listen to the same message and then we say, come and share it and then you'll see the difference. Yeah. I'm telling you. You'll see. But that is when you rise up. Do you see? And grow up. Our time is up. So let us bring the service to a close. Let us receive the signal that our time is up. You see? And stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Oh, somebody pray to the Lord and ask the Lord. Say, for when for the time? For when for the time? Oh, for when for the time? Oh, yes. Understand the times. It says to everything, to everything, there is a season. And to every purpose, there is a time. Understand the times and understand the seasons. Understand when to change the purpose and when to change the times. When to change your plans. When to change the thing that you are in doing. The thing that you are involved in. Understand the times. God is giving us the times and signals. Oh Lord, open our eyes that we can understand the times. That we can receive the signals. Open our eyes, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Yes. Understand the times and the seasons. Lord, it's about time you need to change. We want to change when the time changes. We want to change plans when the seasons change. Help us, O oh God. The time has come for us to be teachers. But we have need that one teachers again. We'd be the first principles of the oracles of God oh yes and we have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat help us Jesus help us Lord help us oh Jesus help us oh Jesus 
Help us, oh Jesus. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. That we may know the times and the seasons. That we may know when to change our plans and when to change our purposes. In the name of Jesus. We cannot dwell in the old times when the new times come. We cannot dwell in mourning when the time for dancing is here. We cannot dwell in a time of harvesting when the time has come for us to plant and to sow. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to understand the times and the seasons. You said there's a time to get and a time to lose. Lord, let us embrace both times. When the time comes for us to lose, may we lose happily. And when the time comes for us to get, may we get happily in the name of Jesus. There were times that we lost. But when we have received, help us to receive fully. Help us. Help us. Oh, yes. There were times in our life that we didn't have certain things. Oh, yes. Father, we know that as we did not have, the season is coming when we will have. Help us not to dwell in that times. Even when you have brought us into the season where we will have. Yes, we had a time where we didn't have certain things. But Father, when the time has come for us that we have it, oh, let us enjoy it. Let us embrace it. Let us enjoy it. Let us embrace it. Yes. Yes. We lost friends. But Lord, you have brought us new friends. Let us welcome them. Let us embrace them. Yes. We were once disappointed. But Lord, you have brought us to a place. Oh, a place of fulfilled promises. Let us embrace that period. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Love you more. To live in the touch of your life. Stronger each day. Show me your way. To live in the touch of your hand Stronger each day Show me your way Father, we are thankful tonight for your word We are thankful, Lord That the eyes of our understanding has been enlightened we thank you lord that we are understanding more and more of the times of the timing and of time heavenly father we ask oh god that you continue to open our eyes to the changing seasons lord father when we receive the signals help us to change when we receive the, the signal to change direction help us to change we are grateful and thankful for ministering to us in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Stronger each day. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again, you are here this evening, you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
and you say i want to receive jesus as my savior you feel that you are very far from christ but tonight you want to receive him you want him to come into your life wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are here this evening you want to receive jesus christ as your savior lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that why don't you all join and let us say this prayer together say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i am a sinner lord jesus i believe you are the son of god i believe you died for my sins lord jesus i believe that you rose again on the third day lord jesus please forgive me of my sins tonight i invite you into my life lord jesus be my lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life i will serve you the rest of my life thank you jesus for saving me in jesus name amen hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the lord when you are We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.